you just clicked into the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. Today is episode Sweet 16. It's one of those topics that I get asked more than anything else. And that is, how in the heck do you make it happen on one income? We talk about it. Let's get it. I said we're talking about money. Money. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe to be good with money, we got to talk about money. And this podcast was designed so we can do just that. I'm your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas, and this is episode number 16, the Sweet 16. And today's episode should be pretty interesting because today we're going to tackle probably the thing that I get asked the most is how in the heck do you, do y'all live off of one income in this modern day and age? And since... I get asked that so much, decided we should probably do a show about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today, how to make it happen on one income. And if this is your first time listening in, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm not sure how you got here, but I appreciate you lending me your ear and hopefully you spend some time with me today. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. You're not going to hear us talk about stock picks. We're not going to talk about the state of the economy or politics. Maybe one day we may talk about politics because I kind of like talking about that. But we talk about money and how it relates to real life, how we can use it to accomplish the goals we want to accomplish, how we can use it to raise amazing families and have amazing marriages and go on amazing trips and just do the things that we want to do, how we can live a purpose-driven life with our finances and how that all relates. We try to shuffle through all the nonsense that we've heard and been sold by broke people and big banks, and we just talk about the real stuff. So if that sounds like something you'd be down with, something you want to find more information about, we have a website. You can go over to yourmoneyright.com. Over there, you can be able to see all our past episodes. We have uh, a membership site. We call it the Misfits Only. And there, there's right now, there's a mini course entitled The Roadmap. And The Roadmap is basically a couple of our most popular episodes laid out that lays out a roadmap for your finances. What to do first, what to do second, what to do next, and not only just what to do, but why. And of course, throughout this episode and throughout the shows, we'll continue to tackle that and how we can get ourselves from maybe not in the 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 best of financial positions to that, that big point to that financial freedom where we're no longer working for money and we're doing the things that we love. So go check that out at yourmoneyright.com and please subscribe to the episode, to the show on whatever podcast player you're listening to now. That way you'll never miss another one. And my shows, the shows are released every Monday, like clockwork. Uh, so you can start your week off right and get in the right mindset when it comes to money. So, Again, that's yourmoneyright.com for that information. 
and click on that subscribe button in your favorite podcast player because we're on all of them. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play Music. We're on Stitcher and any other ones that you could think of. Uh, and if you can't find us, let me know so I can fix that. All right. So let's get on with the show. Here's what we're going to talk about. Like I said, the number one question I get asked all the time, and it's been going on now for a few years, even before I've done the, the podcast, is how do we, me and my wife, make it work on one income? And so we'll talk about three things. First, I'll share our story, how we got there, because it actually happened by accident. <laughs> and it's an interesting story, at least to me anyway. Um, we're going to talk about our story. Maybe some some things that surprise us about living off of one income that we didn't think about before, you know, kind of the benefits and whatnot. And then we're going to talk about how you can decide and how you can apply that to your life uh, as far as living on one income. And this is not necessarily one income as in for the purpose of somebody, you know, being a stay at home mom or stay at home dad. But being able to survive and thrive and live a fulfilling life off of one income, and we'll talk about the strengths about that and the benefits of that here in a second. So our story, how did we get here to where we are today? And again, like I said, our situation as it stands today actually started off with probably what I would consider divine intervention, right? It wasn't some master plan that I had, but it was early on in our marriage uh, we were both working at the time and we were getting ready to have our son, our firstborn, and uh, we were not making a whole lot of money and we weren't very good with our money. Uh, we were making decent money, but since we weren't very good with our money, it felt like we weren't making any money. Um, and our son was born and my wife immediately fell in love. Now, my wife has a background uh, she has a degree from the University of North Florida. She'd always felt like she'd be a career woman. Um, she was raised to be a strong black woman, to be independent, to, to you know, take care of herself and live on her own and stuff like that. Um, but what happened um, was when our son was born, she fell in love, right? She was just struck in love with this kid. And one of the things that like most new parents, we had no idea what we were doing, right? Uh, we just know we wanted to try to do the best we possibly could for our son. And it, my wife, we were doing all the natural stuff. We were trying to give him all the best foods and uh, we were doing the whole breastfeeding thing. And, you know, we were doing the, the, the natural parent thing. We were just trying to do the best thing for him. Um, but my wife had a little bit of leave from her job, like most women do. And when it was time to go back, it was really difficult because one, she was breastfeeding. So there's that challenge there, but two, it was hard for her to leave her baby. And because the arrangements that we had with our employment and stuff like that, we didn't, um, we didn't necessarily want to put the kid into daycare. And one of the reasons we didn't want to put him in a daycare was financial, right? Cause it was like, expensive to put a kid in a decent daycare, at least around people that we trusted or knew that was close to the house that we didn't have to drive three hours away or whatnot to go drop them off. Um, and we really just didn't want to send our kid to daycare, to be honest with you, because I'm skeptical and I don't really want to have to go to jail or prison because I choked somebody out because they disrespected my child or something like that. But that's a whole nother conversation, right? <laughs> but uh, what we did was we worked our schedules out instead of going back to work full time. 
we just said we figured out that if she could go back to work part time and with my job that we don't have to put him in daycare. And also we had a little bit of help from my mom. My mom would watch, watch him from time to time. But the way our schedules worked out, uh, it, um, it would allow us to not have to keep him in the daycare. And I think we did that for maybe like his first year. Um, but what I found out and we both found out and to our surprise that my wife wanted to, she didn't want to work like that. Cause one, anytime I was coming home, she was going to work. And anytime I was going to work, she was coming home. So we weren't really seeing each other very much. So not only was the the burden on trying to figure that out and try to balance out and try to juggle our schedules was a problem, but the fact that we weren't really seeing each other and I, I felt like our marriage was suffering at the time, um, but we didn't feel like we could do anything about it. But what eventually happened is we sat down and we had a conversation. And we talked about it, said, look, what's important to us? And those things, to make a long story longer, those things that became important to us was that we have a good, strong marriage and that we be great parents and we give our children the best foundation that we can give them. Uh, the problem with that was our careers were, were in the way of that. Um, like I said, we weren't making a ton of money, but we needed that money, right? Um, like everybody, you, you need your money. And so we sat down and we were doing the math and the math wasn't really adding up. It's like, well, we need this income. So that was our biggest challenge is like, okay, but we need this money. But what we want is to be able to see each other more and to be able to be with our, our child a little bit more. Um, so we had to make a decision and it wasn't until we made that decision that things started to work together. And I said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. If that's what's most important to us, we got to make it work. So that time we decided that she would leave her job. She would leave her career and be home full time. At least we'll try it out. But mind you, we had already done a bit of a practice session because she had been part time for about a year now. So it wasn't a complete drastic you know, we went from fully two incomes down to one income, but we kind of had a transitional period. But anyway, we decided to go ahead and do it, decided to go ahead and bring her home. And I knew I could hustle. I can work. Whatever I got to do, I'm going to do to make sure that we got a roof over our head and we got food and all that other stuff. But the most important things was the most important things. And, and that's kind of the moral of the story. And that's kind of how we came to that decision. One, by, like I said, it was by accident. Um, she was breastfeeding. And then the other part about the whole thing, she didn't really have a place where she could do that well. So that was irritating. Um, and then just the part-time shuffle going back and forth, not wanting to put our kid into daycare. All these things just kind of added up to we needed to make a decision. And we made a decision. So we did that. And, of course, money got type, it, tight. It was a, a difficult transition for us but not too difficult because right around this time is when we started uh deciding that we needed to kind of get our money right so to speak and once we did this once we made the decision though is when the magic happened once we made the decision we noticed that it wasn't as expensive as we thought and this is when we get into the things that we found that were surprising 
And the first thing we found that was surprising to us that we really didn't calculate is that we were both less stressed out. And I know that seems very obvious since, you know, we're not shuffling and we're seeing each other. But what happened was my wife was able to sleep in uh, when I came home after, a you know, tough 24 hours or whatnot at work. It wasn't I had to go immediately to work and watch this kid who was very demanding, who was my first child who I had I had no experience like today I can watch a million kids in a room right there's no thing but that first kid that was hard because I had no idea what I was doing and I guess I'm like any other typical man that I don't really have that that kind of that nurturing um what do you call it instinct so to speak now I love my child I'll protect my child I'll die for my child I'll murder for my child right uh, I probably shouldn't say that because this is recorded, but basically what I'm trying to say is I will defend my child with my life. So it's not that I don't love my child. It's just that nurturing thing that mothers seem to have. I did, that didn't come naturally to me. So those days when I was coming off from work and my wife would go to work and I was stuck with the kid who was really trying for me and it was very stressful. But one of the things we noticed when uh, we only had that one income was stress was so much less, even though it was less money that we were bringing in. We had a whole lot less stress and that I can't really, you can only imagine, you know, how, how that feel and how that, that, that makes you feel and how you can rest better and all that good stuff. Right. The, the other thing that was surprising to us, uh, was that we were able to save more money. And what I mean by saving more money is once we sat down and kind of got real with ourselves and started tracking where our money was going, we realized we were spending six to $800 a month uh, just eating out. That doesn't even include the grocery bill. Now I know don't y'all judge me, (laughs) Uh, but like most people, I didn't think we really ate out that much. Right. Uh, But it's amazing how that $5 here, $10 here, $20 there, go out to eat, uh, $60, $80 here and there, how that adds up so quick over a 30 day period. And I bet you, if you sat down and thought about it and actually wrote down and tracked how much you ate out, you'd be surprised how much it costs you to eat out. So we found out that eating out costs us more just in general, the cost of living costs us more. I talked about this on the last episode about how even the cost of, there is a cost to working. Right. You have to drive to work. So you got a little bit more wear and tear on your car. There's more maintenance on your car. There's more fuel or gas, especially if you have a a long commute. Uh, You think about what you spend on a commute. Say you commute. I think the average person commutes 37 minutes or something like that to and from. But if you think about what you spend on gas every month just for one car, think about that. Is that a couple hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, four hundred dollars? We were spending a few hundred dollars just on one vehicle, just getting to work, right? So immediately that cut that down in probably more than half. So we freed up a few hundred dollars right there. Um, The other thing that cost of living, we talked about, touched on it before was the eating out. Now we were able to eat in the house a little bit more. Now, uh, neither one of us were chefs. Now my wife can cook, right? But she's gotten She's got now she's a real cook. Like my wife could throw down when we were first starting off early on our marriage. She was, you know, just a basic cook. I'm not saying she was bad. I'm just saying she was, she was just starting off. Right. But today 
you can just throw some ingredients at her and she's going to make it work, right? She's going to pull out a gourmet meal. I don't know how she does, does it, but she does it. Um, but there's other areas where we're able to save more, right? So initially I thought that because we're at home that running the air condition, because down here in Houston, we run the air condition 360 days out of 365 days a year, right? Um, I thought that our utilities would be more expensive and all that good stuff. But in fact, it, it wasn't. Um, and I still don't really know how that was. I'm just going to say it's the grace of God. And that the fact that my wife became diligent and uh, really utilized and learned how to, uh, you know, really maximize our money. We're going to talk about cash flow optimization, and how to get the most out of your money uh, in future episodes. But we really found out that just having that time to sit back and relax and not everything be so rushed uh, and not have to spend our money on convenience fees that we really saved ourselves a whole lot. And that's the other part about uh, eating out. Uh, we didn't, we weren't forced to do it so much. The other thing we found out is uh, with one income, we had lower taxes, right? So we could take more money home because since we only had one income and it was me and my wife and a baby, our tax uh, bills were lower, right? Because uh, we would have less income tax and one, one, uh, and it's even it's even crazy now because we're like a family of five plus a dog and we're still for the most part on one income. And there's some other nuances that we'll talk about later about how to uh, get better tax breaks of having your own business and stuff like that. But that's not for this deal. Um, we also had more time, right? Uh, because there was somebody at home and we were only dependent on one income. We didn't have to do everything on the weekends, you know how it is where you, you work all week and you got to try to cram in as much as you possibly can. Your chores, your house cleaning, your grocery shopping, the birthday parties, uh, and all this other stuff that you got to try to cram in on these two days in the weekend, right? We found that we didn't have to do that. It was nice to be able to go to the grocery store in the middle of a day or Tuesday. It was nice to be able to go to lunch with her on a, in the middle of a day on a Thursday. And we would leave our weekends for our friends who needed to do things on the weekend. So we could take care of our stuff during the week. And then on the weekends, if our friends were having a party or a get together or something, that may be the only thing we had to do during that day. We didn't have to be out 18 hours of the day trying to go to birthday parties and T-ball games and grocery shopping and to the, to the track and field and then go to church and then go to the party or then go to the movie or, or whatever it is all in just these two days on the week. So we found ourselves having a whole lot more time. And it also helped us create better habits around spending because, because we were forced to pay attention to our money. Uh, it created greater habits that today, even though we make uh, more than what we were making, then we don't necessarily spend more, so to speak. So it created uh, great habits for us. And then I think the other thing that we figured out, uh, which I think is probably one of the most important ones is we became less vulnerable. And what do I mean by that? Well, since we were so focused on living on this one income, we were more aware of everything, right? And if I were to lose my job, so, so to speak, right? And my wife is at home and I would lose my job. It was not much for us to have to both go back to work again. Right. Um, and the other part about that is at that time, since my wife was at home, she got to spend a lot more time, you know, with herself and uh, working on herself, her personal self-development, her spiritual life. 
uh, it just took off to a whole nother level. And what happens is our faith grew and we realized that so many other things began to happen to us. And we were able to study things like entrepreneurship. We were able to study things about how to make a dollar stretch. We were able to do so much and even plan the and set the seeds for what it is today as we have this podcast and this business that we're starting. And I don't think we've been able to do that if we both had been still doing what we were doing at at the time was shuffling through, uh, you know, as I went to work, she would be home. And when I came home, she would go to work and doing all that. So we found that there these were the surprising things that benefited us uh, when we went down to one income. So now let's get into how you can decide and what some things you can consider if you're trying to get to one income. And now again, let me, let me talk about, this is not necessarily about somebody staying home or somebody um, not working or anything like that, because what I want you to do is adopt the idea that you would live off of one income. Even if both of you are working, that you will still live off of one income. For example, today, all of our life expenses are run from my job, but the money that we make from other endeavors like other businesses or selling things online or creating things, anything else that we bring in extra into the house, it goes towards our financial future, right? Or maybe it'll go towards whatever we want to decide to go to, maybe a big trip or, or a big purchase or whatnot. But the way we have our finances set up, um, everything is we spend only my job income on purpose, right? That's that anti-fragility uh, type of concept. What I was talking about, how we were less vulnerable. Um, and if you have a household where there's only two, in, where there's two incomes, you could think about if you think about what you could do with one income versus the other, right? If you can imagine you living off of just one income, right? Just living off of one income, and then what you can do with the other income. Right. If you didn't have to be dependent on that second income, what could you do? Imagine your life in that situation and that makes you less vulnerable. So if somebody loses an income, it's not that big of a deal because you've already practiced living off of one income. And I really do encourage young couples, if you're just getting married or if you're getting ready to get married and you're getting ready to merge your finances, consider doing that. Consider just living off of one person's income because it gives you more options, right? If one day your boss just takes you to the, just takes you overboard and is like, you know what? It's enough of this nonsense and you need to leave. You have that option to leave, right? If one day you guys want to decide, y'all want to decide that you want to start a business. Well, you can do that. You can, one of you can come home, start your business, get it crank, cranking up. But maybe one of you still work to finance your business idea. And that way, you you come from a better a point of strength and not necessarily because, you know, some people, they'll try to start a business. They'll quit everything, try to start a business, and they're forced to make a dollar on day one. And don't nobody buy from you when you're all thirsty like that. If you've ever tried a, a network marketing or anything or had any friends that's been in these MLM companies and they want to sell you something, you can smell the thirst that comes off their mouth, right, because they're so thirsty to to make a sale. You know, that turns people off. So that's another benefit of why you want to consider living off of one income. So how do you make it work? How do you come to that point? So I'm going to share with you seven things you can do to get to that point. And the first thing that you must do if you're going to live off of one income is make the decision, right? 
So many people try to see and think about and figure out and do the math and try to set everything in line before they decide they want to do it. The only thing that's going to keep you doing it is making the decision to do it. And you got to find out what the benefits for you will be, right? What the benefits that you and your wife, you and your husband decide it, it has to be worth it, right? Once you make the decision that you're absolutely going to do this, then everything else will fall in place. And that's what happens for us. And that's what happens in anything in life, right? You think about when you're in school and you made the decision in high school, so to speak, right? And you made the decision that I'm going to college, right? Maybe you didn't know how you were going to do it, but you decided you were going to college. Well, you found a way to do it, right? Every decision in our life is like that. It's not until you decide where the path then lights itself up and it's go. And, and let me just be, let me just be real honest because this really, this really irritates me a lot of times because so many people, they say to me, Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Let's stop this wishing nonsense, right? Let me, let me be real frank with you. You have got, listen to me. If you want to do something, you've got to stop asking your circumstances for permission, right? Stop it. You have dominion on this earth. You got all the power you need within you. Stop asking your circumstances for, for permission. There's never a right time to do it. There's never the right time to do it. You just got to do it, right? Nike been telling us for the longest. The people who make it big, the people who are great in this life, they, they forget about their circumstances and they just get it done. Because you can come up with a million and one excuses all you want. I can, I can come up with excuse after excuse after excuse for why not to do something. But all you need is one real reason why to do something and then make the decision to do it. Quit playing life scared. If that's what you want to do, do it. And I'm not just talking about this. I'm talking about all aspects of life, right? Because I'm sick and tired of people. Like, oh, it must be nice. It is nice. And you can do it too, right? So the first thing you must do, that's step one, is decide. Sorry to get all aggressive on you and all that good stuff. But that just, it's just... Just one of those things, man. I just I really want people to win and and it irritates me when when we let excuses and simple things like like money or circumstance stop us from doing it, right? Cuz it it takes no faith to 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 come up with an excuse. All right? So, decide that you're going to live off of one income. Number 2 is you have to make a decision to be team players. That whole his and her money that I bring in this and she brings in that or I bring in this and he brings in that. You, that has to stop. The competition between husband and wife, it has to stop. Now, if you're not married, you don't do this, right? You don't merge money if you're not married. It's only when you get married. I don't care if you're engaged. I don't care if the wedding is tomorrow. Not until <laughs> they walk across that plank. I mean, the altar. <laughs> do you merge your finances but anyway you got to be a team player right so every dollar that comes in the house is now ours it is it is you've become one now i know i did a, a show on this early on about um joint account versus separate bank account and to be honest with you if you don't trust your spouse with money you don't trust your spouse right think about that for a second because you know how important money is to you Right. So 
You got to find a way to do it. So be team players. That's number two. You got to decide that every dollar that comes in a house is ours. And then together we decide what to do with it. Okay. Because if you still got that competition thing going, this one income thing is not going to work because somebody is going to, somebody's going to have that temptation to create some resentment. Somebody's going to have that temptation to throw it in their face that they bring in more money or they're bringing in the money. If, if it's really only one income, Uh, coming in. And if the environment is not set up for safety, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. So you got to have a place where your spouse can feel safe and everybody feels safe and everybody feels like team players. So you can do this. Number three, consider the cost. I know I talked about making the decision, but really consider the cost, sit down and figure out what it is that you guys need, right? What it is that you want most out of life. Remember, I talked about the chief cause of failure. The chief cause of financial failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now. So you got to think about all those things that you spend money on that you don't necessarily want most that you just want now and count those costs, right? Um, think about the cost of what, what it costs you to go to work. If you have a long commute and you, you drive a Hummer, that's expensive. I hope they're paying you well. <laughs> I really hope they're paying you well if you're driving a Hummer. But think about that. Think about the cost of eating out. Think about the cost of your transportation. Think about the cost of, you know, ripping and running across town, especially if you've got kids that are in uh, extracurricular activities and stuff like that. Think about the cost of uh, daycare or after-school programs. Think about the cost of you eating out. Uh, Think about the cost of cable. Think about the cost of your cell phone bills. Think about all these costs and consider those things, right? Uh, And consider where you can, where you can save and cut back. Number four, consider transitioning like we did, so to speak. We, uh, my wife didn't go straight from, you know, working full time to being at home. We, she did part time for a while, right? So that kind of helped us transition. So maybe you want to do that. Uh, I have a friend of mine. I'm going to try to get her on the show. She is a genius at helping uh, people write proposals to their job so they can uh, work from home a few days out of the week. Maybe that's an option for you. Maybe you don't necessarily need to quit your job. Maybe you got a situation set up to where you can work at home a few days out of the week. And maybe that'll give you just enough breathing room uh, and enough time to kind of get some clarity of thought and some space to really kind of plan your life and and plan your future a little bit better. So maybe you want to start with that and then before you go to part-time and then maybe go to part-time after that, or maybe you decide you want to do freelancing, right? If you got some clients and they love you and you're good at what you do, maybe you want to consider doing some freelancing on the side, right? So you can transition through this process to where you guys get things down to where then the income from just one income, you're living off of one income, but that doesn't mean you're only bringing in that one income, right? So I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. It's not about bringing in only one income, but just living off of one income. All right. Uh, so number five, think about your conveniences that you have in your life now that you would consider giving up, right? Uh, that having one income may be more convenient if you decided that you didn't have to, uh, join the bowling league every year, or if you didn't have to be in a country club, or if you didn't have to go out to eat every week, or five days a week or whatnot. So just think about those Uh, and think about, and I don't want you to think about cutting back, but think about the things that you value the most, right? It's, it's a value based spending. And we talked about in last episode, how we, we still spend quite a bit, but 
we we curate our lifestyle a little bit more than we used to, right? So we buy expensive things, just not as often, right? Uh, and there are things that we really love that really add value to our life. So think about those things that you're only spending money for because it's convenient at the time. Um, number six, consider downsizing, sizing, right? So maybe it's you, the wife, you, the husband, and maybe one kid or maybe two kids or maybe three kids. And maybe you don't need a 3,400 square foot house, right? Consider that. And I'm not saying you go sell your house, but it's an option. One of the things that we were doing back then is we had a really expensive apartment. Now, the apartment was nice, but as far as a percentage of what we were taking home, it was a lot, right? Today, and we got this from Dave Ramsey, just as a rule of thumb, we try to keep our living expenses or our housing expenses down below 25% of that one that one income that we take home. Now, that's difficult for a lot of people in a lot of areas. If you live in, in the middle of Manhattan, you know, may, may, maybe or may not be possible for you to live off of, you know, your housing be less than 25% of what you take home, right? Um, but these are just things to consider. Um, also consider that when you live off of one income, or if you go part-time or maybe you bring, come home the whole time, that your uh, vehicle expenses are not going to be that much, right? And maybe you don't need the Tahoe. Maybe you want to get something smaller. Maybe you got a big truck. We had a young kid that um, that I'm training at the fire station. Uh, he just got on. He's not making a bunch of money, but he had a eight hundred and something dollar uh, truck note, right? It's like, man, you 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 killing yourself, right? So if you got an eight hundred dollar truck note, that's what's eating you up, right? That's it, is it necessary, right? And I'm not. If it is, it is. So I'm not telling you not. To, I'm not telling you get rid of your truck, but just consider some things you can. Just consider some things you can downsize from, right? Maybe you don't. Like I said, you don't need the mansion. Maybe you can come down. Maybe you don't need the penthouse. Maybe you can come down on the 54, 51st floor, right, instead of being in the penthouse floor. So just some, consider some things. And also consider looking into the art of minimalism. Um, that's one of the things that we kind of start looking into. Really, I just kind of found that recently, to be honest with you. A good friend of mine started writing about it on a blog, and I started thinking about it and practicing minimalism. And it, you really there is a really a sense of peace when you understand you don't really need a whole bunch, right? And this is a stuff, minimalism is the stuff that helps you leave the Joneses alone, right? Now, that takes some security in self, just like being a team player. It takes some security, some self-esteem to walk away and stop trying to be like the Joneses, right? You'll have to understand that maybe you won't get a brand new car every two years, or maybe you will. It's up to you. It's based on what you value, but Think about the practice of minimalism and think about just leaving the Joneses where they are. Let them go into debt. Let them get their boat. Let them do all that. But let's get our money right today so we can do all that later on. And I'm not talking about 30, 40 years from now. I'm talking five, 10 years from now. We'll talk about a five and 10 year plan that we're going through to get ourselves there. But, you know, think about that for a second. Just leave them Joneses alone and being secure and comfortable with what you have now. And that really starts with being grateful for what you do have. Right. So that leads us to number seven, which I've already said, get your money, right. Right. Stay ahead of your money, right. Know where it's going, know where it's coming from and be intentional about your money. We talked about this several times in this episode. I'm going to continue to talk about it because that's what I'm out preaching about getting your money. Right. Because there's so much in life that we could be doing if we just pay more attention to our money and stop being distracted by the other stuff that we really don't really care about. Look, 
deep down inside, you don't care about the Kardashians, right? You don't care about the real housewives who aren't even real housewives. You don't care about the basketball wives, right? You, you really don't care about that stuff. But because it's so entertaining and because it's there in front of you, it distracts us, right? It's amazing how many hours of TV that we waste as, as a country, as a community. And if you're behind on your finances, if you're not where you want to be financially, if you're not where you want to be in your career, if you're not where we want to be as a parent, if you're not where you want to be as a spouse, turn off the dang on TV. Seriously. If you're not where you want to be, stop spending four hours a day watching TV or three hours a day watching TV. Maybe give one hour a day towards that goal of your physical fitness or your marital fitness or your financial fitness, right? Consider readjusting some things so you can get what you want most, not just what you want now. So stay ahead of the game, get ahead of your money, cut out the paycheck, the paycheck cycle. I recommend getting a month ahead of your money because that really gives you vision and ability to see exactly what you got coming in front of you and allows you to make some decisions from a better place, right? There's, there's nothing worse than that check the check and trying to time your check with your bills and stuff like that. If you never break that cycle, living off of one income won't work for you. Cause what you're going to do is even if both you are working is you're going to dig, dig into that second income to cover the things that you're not paying attention to. So just to recap, number one, you got to make the decision, right? Stop asking your circumstances for decision for permission and just make the decision. Number two, you got to be a team player, right? There is no more that is her. He bringing this, I bring in that is this is what we bring in. Okay. Be a couple, be a married team. Right. And then number three is consider the cost, right? Write them all down. Consider what it's going to cost you to do. Consider some things you need to move around. Uh, number four, consider transitioning. Maybe you don't need to go cold turkey if something, if what you want to do is stay home, but maybe you want to consider uh, writing up a, a proposal to your to your job or to your boss to where you can maybe work home, work from home two to three days a week if you have that ability to do that. If you don't have the ability to do that, maybe consider move, making a career move uh, to a career or to a specialty that will allow you to do that, to an industry that that will tolerate such a thing. I know a lot of companies these days are going to remote access, right? Uh, if I were to start over again, these are places that I would go. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'm employable anymore, uh, <laughs> but that's what I would consider. So consider that transition five, consider what your conveniences are and consider cutting them down or cutting them back or redirecting your conveniences. And number six, consider downsizing, quit keeping up with the Joneses and look into the art of minimalism. I think you will find that uh, you will find there's a whole lot more peace in your life when there's less stuff in your life. And I really feel like we found that now we still do like stuff. Ain't no, you know, no doubt about that. But that addiction that we had to stuff um, is no longer there. And we don't find ourselves just buying stuff just to kind of feel good about ourselves anymore. So. And then number seven, get your money right, right? Stay ahead of your finances, stay ahead of your goals. And that can only happen if, if you get your, your vision, you write it down, you make it plain, and you keep it in front of you. You keep yourself from being distracted. And that's the real key to getting that done. So hopefully that was useful. That's all I got. I know that's a lot. I'm going to try to figure out how <laughs> how I can uh, 
shorten up these things and not put so much information in one episode. But what I want to do is be super helpful and be super useful to you. So it's hard for me to kind of pull back on information and still keep this thing from me going for six hours per episode. But I hope that was helpful for you. Um, this is one of those episodes that I probably recommend that you listen to again. I usually say that all the time um, because I really found that there, uh, the secret to knowledge is the secret to driving out doubt is repetitious information, right? And so when I hear things that move me or that help me, I listen to them over and over and over and over again. And that's how you get it deep down inside, right? Because faith comes by hearing, right? Not having had heard Faith comes by hearing. It's a continuous process. That's why when you hear something, you say, oh, I've, I've heard that before, or I've learned that before. Well, if you hadn't really applied it, if you haven't implemented it in your life, you ain't heard nothing, right? You may have heard it with your ears, but you didn't internalize it. Um, so that's the point I want to get across about that. So, again, hopefully that was useful. If it was, outstanding thank you so much for spending that time with me today remember uh, if you want to get a good idea of what you do with your money what to do with it today what to do with it next go make sure you go register over at yourmoneyright.com it's a free account to join the misfits only section and there you'll see the roadmap uh, to getting your money right mini course i'll be adding some pdfs and checklists and stuff to that so go ahead and get your account now and when that all that stuff pops up um, you'll get an email and that should be happening soon because I got my test tomorrow. So wish me luck prayers. I'll receive. Uh, so I got my, t my promotional test at my job tomorrow. Um, so I'm excited about that and a little bit nervous at the same time, but I'm going in there with faith. I think I'm prepared. So all I could do is all I could do. Right. Um, but yeah, go over to yourmoneyright.com. Make sure you register for that account. And again, if you can think of anybody that could benefit from this, share it with them. Share it out on Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is you go. Send them an email. Uh, let's 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 keep getting the word out. I, the show keeps growing. We get more and more downloads every week. Thank you so much, everybody who's leaving the reviews and the ratings. You don't understand how much that helps us. Uh, it really excites me and really keeps me going uh, through these deals. Again, don't forget you. If you have questions, just send me an email. Or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. All my contact is over at yourmoneyright.com. Let's connect. Let's get this conversation going. Uh, in the show notes, I'll have all, all these steps in the show notes. And you can also ask questions in the comments over there as well. So I'm going to quit rambling. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thank you so much for listening to my voice and putting up with it. I really do appreciate you. And let's go do this because I really believe that we're getting so much better with our money now that we're talking about money. And I appreciate you having this conversation with me. So go forward, chase your dreams, have great faith, and God bless. We're talking about money, 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 cash, cash, cash. I said we're talking about.